0: everyone and welcome back to the show this is reservations and i'm rain whaling and i'm john jacob jangleheimer schmidt no you haven't done that one cool (laughs) oh oh my god oh is his is your name his name too
1: we'll see i mean by
0: by the song's logic, it should
1: also be yours, but that's fine.
0: That um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Dude, who the fuck came up with that song? I don't know. I don't have time to look it up, but uh, yeah, sure. And I'm not it's, gonna. It's researchable for sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna make Future Rain look it up because I feel like that's that'd be focusing too much on the bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, shit. <laughs> what a, what a, what an intro. Yeah. What, yep. what a, what an intro. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, so, Jeremy, sorry, uh, you moved, but it no did. one can tell. I know. Uh,
1: yes, my wife and I moved apartments. We moved to the unit next door to ours. And so, uh, we worked on that. Friday, Saturday, and um, a little bit today because I had to do some shelving things. Um, but yeah, it looks exactly the same. Um, it par for you know the extra bedroom and bathroom and the uh, appliances are different. But other than that, it's the exact same layout. In fact, I was feeling much like our title character today. Um, um, for the for the show because you know we'd be moving and then i would find myself in one of the apartments and then i would forget which one i was in for a second you know because we're moving <laughs> things and I, they they have the exact same layout and so you know i'm i'm moving things and you know we're we're going from one to the other one to the other and I, i'll just be like this is the old one okay and then i'll grab something and i'm just like super disoriented and uh yeah so I felt a lot of there uh, for, for, you know, a second.
0: Well, I was going to ask, are, are the appliances in y'all's new apartment newer? They're
1: better. Yes. Uh, the fridge, I believe, is brand
0: new because the, uh, there was
1: plastic on the bottom uh, the night before we moved in. That was cool. Uh, the washer and dryers are bigger, which is definitely going to be a help, <laughs> you
0: know. Nice. No, because
1: we we're so you know, sick that's... of doing like six little laundry. You know what I mean? We just
0: give me like two at max. You know, yeah, that's that's wasteful, man. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I was- oh, see, you know, to be honest, that's the one thing I'm worried about moving is because Ashley and I have a washer and dryer that were that was given to us as mm-hmm. a, and not really a wedding gift, but I think more of like a moving in gift when we got our first apartment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I'm worried about when we move. Like, what if we find an apartment that? Already has a washer and dryer. What are we gonna do with that washer and dryer? We sold ours to um, Haley's parents. So
1: because <laughs> uh, that that happened to us, and they wouldn't let us switch them out. So uh, really, saying, yeah, no.
0: And so we're
2: that's like, interesting. All right,
0: fine. Well, see, and I find in bigger cities they uh, they already have that for you. It's like, no, just use our shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> listen, listen, yeah. That's, listen to us.
1: I'm tired, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, I have to go to
0: work tomorrow. Well, mm-hmm. me too. well and here's uh, here's another question I'm assuming I feel like you told me y'all's old apartment was on the second floor, right? Third, third, holy shit. So, where next. was this one? Was this one still on the third floor? Or oh, yeah, no, literally, it's next door. Oh, okay, like, good. So, y'all just have to go, yes, we share a wall. <laughs> so, oh, okay, uh,
1: yeah, it was literally. Next door, the next
0: unit over. Uh, Yeah, yeah, see, okay, hang on, everyone. That's the other thing that scares me about when Ashley and I move eventually is like, yeah, pretty much every apartment we've lived in, we've ended up on the second floor, which honestly, we're like, that's fine. It's being on the third floor that fucking like, we're just like, oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, third floor
1: totally sucks, (laughs) but it's fine i mean this time obviously was a breeze because you know uh,
0: yeah y'all don't have it to go still, that
1: far it still gave me a tremendous amount of anxiety because there was still like stuff everywhere and we had to find a place for it again and um because yes it's exactly the same but we're like we don't want it we don't want us to bring junk over so we have to like get rid of junk and throw stuff away and give stuff away and all that stuff so but there was stuff yeah. everywhere. it was a nightmare um but it's all done uh looks like we have lived here for years <laughs> Um <laughs> well, you already. Know, so. well,
0: I, I was telling Ashley about when y'all moved from Midland, how you had, you know, your boxes of movies, but you're doing one of and you left it blank until you finished packing all your mm-hmm. movies. And yeah. she was like, Well, that's really smart. I was like, no, no, no. I'm saying I wasn't saying that it wasn't. She was like, Oh, you're saying if he would have done it by genre, you would have judged him. I was like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like Definitely. if you're like, all right, Rain, these are all the these are all the action adventure movies, these are all the docs.
1: Yeah, no, because um, boxes don't care how many you have in one genre, so uh, <laughs> you have to just go with it, go in order, and, you know, one of, until you finish, two of, Yeah, it ended up being 11.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think when we move, I don't think it'll be 11, or who knows, maybe it might be, I don't know. Medium-sized boxes, too, they're, they're big boxes, so um, yeah. Anyway, this has been
1: riveting, but let's go ahead and.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, for our listeners who are not in Texas, there you go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so Jeremy, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, Today, uh, we are talking about
1: uh, Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue. Um, a a movie that I found out i I found the movie. Through the podcast, I ripped our format from, um, yeah. which is Edge the Void, which I've talked about uh, before. Um, you know, they the their thing was mind bending, um, sort of weird, strange films, and that was one of them. And I and I looked, I was like, I've never heard of it, and then I saw the poster, and I go, hard pass. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'll never see that. That's anime. I don't do that. So. It's not for me and then i think i did a little more digging and i was like well maybe i'll maybe i'll check it out maybe i'll take a look at it and as long as it's not some of that weird shit you know <laughs> and um and i looked it up i was like okay it's pretty straightforward it's it's centered in reality which i liked um therefore I have made a distinction that I think that is good for me, but I don't know if it exists anywhere else outside of me, which is, to me, there's a difference between anime and Japanese animation. This is Japanese animation to me. Anime is something completely different. Anime is something like your your television series, right? Let's see if Uh I can do this. Because um, I don't know, but I've heard other people talk about it. You specifically
0: moments ago. I was about actually. to say, I literally just gave you one. Yeah,
1: uh, we're not going to do that. We're going to do is uh, Death Note. Does that count? Is that yes.
0: one awesome? Yeah, Death Note is one. Uh, Demon Slayer is that another one? I I literally just mentioned that one to you right. too. And then you did mention uh,
1: Full Metal Alchemist uh, to me as yeah. well. Uh, these are yeah. You know, I've never heard of them outside of people just talking amongst themselves about it. Like other people, like they'll be talking about it. I don't know that um, that to me is anime. Howl's Moving Castle is anime. Spirited Away is anime. This is Japanese animation. Grave of the Fireflies is Japanese animation. Okay.
0: Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna pause you right there because it's sure. interesting. You'd say Grave of the Fireflies mm-hmm. when I'm pretty sure Grave of the Fireflies was done by studio ghibli
1: which is fine which is also
0: which is also done spirited away
1: (laughs) but you know it's sort of like which i agree that you know that's weird to make that distinction with the same studio but that doesn't mean that you know studios like american studios do like a fantasy film an action adventure film a drama right a horror film so Mm -hmm. like this one to me, it's Japanese animation. Gravy of the Fireflies, yes, by Studio Ghibli, which is fine. But said during World War II, it's deadly serious, deadly realistic, right? And that's what we have here. I think I was reading more about um, Satoshi Kon, and he said that if, when, there is surrealist moments or, or sort of mind-bending moments in my films, that it's all done either through delusion, dreams, or technology. So there's always mm. a realistic explanation for these things, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Whereas okay. in the other ones, it's just like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, see, now you're almost inspiring me to either add to my list for next season, okay? Because man, we got we got to do Spirited Away, man. Spirited oh, Away. Oh, so no, I, I, I guess that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but no, oh yeah, I could get that, you know, because yeah, being and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in our Kira episode. Um, I of the two of us, I have probably watched. I know I have uh, more anime. It's not even close. Us. <laughs>
2: um.
0: And yeah, you know, even with, even with Akira, you know, being based on manga and being, you know, an adaptation, there was still a lot of realism, but this was, this was on another level. Yeah. And it's hard to say if I've seen anything like it. And (laughs) I don't think I have, honestly. Well, I'm trying to think. Hey, I'm trying to look see if I anything catches my eye. Um, I mean, well, I gave two examples last week.
1: Um, one of them being Black Swan, which is something well, you know, the story wise. Um, Aronofsky sort of, you know. And again, I was listening. I was listening to. Um, the Enter the Void, their Perfect Blue episode, which they, they split it between Perfect Blue and Paprika, and so they would just jump back and forth between the two movies. But when they got to Perfect Blue, they talked a little bit about Aronofsky and Black Swan. And there they were they were discussing that, you know, yes, it seems like he completely stole it, but really what it is, is like he um uh, they're they had read that, you know. Or they had heard about that they had met. Aronofsky had met with um, the people who maybe it was Satoshi Kone. When did he die? He died I think in
0: 20, he died in two thousand ten. So in two thousand ten he then. died.
1: So it was either him or because um, I honestly I don't remember when Black Swan came out, but um, he was talking about it with the people who own Perfect Blue, uh, and it might have uh-huh. been uh, Satoshi Kone. And he, there was rumors that he bought the rights to Perfect Blue so he can use some elements of story for Black Swan, uh-huh. right? Okay. Um, and the people who own the rights, perhaps Satoshi Kon, uh, was super cool with it. Like they didn't, it didn't bother them. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And I thought that was cool, but again, it didn't. It didn't seem like he was. Pulling one over on us, you know, like I stole yeah. it, you know, like this is whatever. This is now my thing. Who cares? Um, but, you know, the similarities you know, are too. Are too obvious.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, and I was even thinking about this um, while I was watching it. I was like, you know, this this movie having come out in 96, I think now would be the time for maybe a live action adaptation and I think Aronofsky would be great, but I mean he pretty much already did it, so Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, um I'm so glad we are doing another anime film this season. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanna see want to see how well our Kira episode did. Just so I could see. Sure. <laughs> maybe predict It has 30 views on YouTube. 30? That's not bad. That's not bad, considering um, that's double that um, Dear Zachary got. Jesus.
2: So, I have...
0: Yeah, that was a good one. And that one uh, destroyed me, so... Yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, but anyway, um, so I am glad we're doing another anime film. Um, But yeah, there's... I don't think I've ever seen uh a, a, an animated film like this. Yeah. You know, I even told Ashley, I asked Ashley if she wanted to watch it with me. I was like, you know, I've never seen it before. I don't know anything about this. I just know yeah. that from what Jeremy's told me, which was it's a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. And she was like, no, it's okay. And then immediately when it was done, I uh she was reading in here and I came in here and was like, uh, you would have loved this. Because <laughs> I know I know she would have been 100% into it from the from the jump. Yeah. Um but before we get into that, uh, so Jeremy, would you like to tell everyone what this movie's about?
1: Sure, I'll try my best. So, okay. um uh, Mima is a a pop idol, uh part of a um part of a trio, sort of a uh, a pop trio, and they've been they're very popular. Okay. Um. Input someone's name here. That's how popular they were. Um. It predated this movie. Predates Britney Spears by like a year or so. Um. But that would have been like how famous, right? Right. Um, right. These gals are. Uh. Mima. Um. Decides. That's in quotes. Uh, decides to leave the group to pursue acting okay was it her idea not really it was uh her agent her agent decided because i think um i think Rumi is her manager so um her agent decided to put her in movies because pop idols don't make enough money right Uh, Mm. but actors do so uh she decides to drop out of the trio become an actress And pursue that career. No. Um, She's hesitant, but excited, but cautious. Um, She's sad to leave this life behind, but she's sad to start this new one. Uh, Rumi, her manager, uh, used to be a pop idol uh, when she was younger. Now she manages him, obviously. And she thinks it's a bad idea. She does not like that... Uh, the agent wants to transition her career into acting. She thinks it's a bad idea. But of course, it might just be because she doesn't know anything about acting. She was a pop idol. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so she, um, Mima, gets gets a job on a television show. And it's sort of like this gritty crime cop drama show um and she only has one line uh, initially it's uh, excuse me who are you which will become extremely important later on. and throughout this uh, there is this gentleman um mania we'll call him because that's his online username uh, he is obsessed right he is definitely mm-hmm. an, an obsessive fan who just sleep Eats, breathes, dreams, Mima, right? Mm-hmm. And he is not excited about her leaving a Cham, the group's name, uh, and pursuing acting. He doesn't like that either. And you think at first that once we find out about this website called Mima's Room, where, um, of course, this being uh, 97, what is the internet? What is this webpage? How do you get to it? All that. That's all explained. <laughs> In case you don't know, um, it's also a pre Mac uh, Apple computer. Is what she's on.
0: Um, yeah, she's on like a like a Macintosh four or something. Yeah. And so Rumi teaches her
1: how to use the computer, teaches her what a web page is and a URL and all that stuff. And um, when Mima finds out about this this website where it's just going about her day-to-day life, her day-to-day life, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where she went, what she did, what foot she stepped off of when she got off the train, all that stuff. It's a little crazy, right? She, th- it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to bother her, which is insane in and of itself, but she thinks it's kind of fun, you know? Um, and we assume that um, me mania is a part of this website. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Anyway, um that keeps going. Uh she Mima uh gets the job on the television show. She gets um she gets more and more added to her character as a series regular as we keep moving forward. And things start to happen to people around her, right? So at first mm-hmm. it's the I believe it's the director or the writer. I think it's the writer of the it's, television show.
0: Yes, yeah, um, it's the
1: writer. And gets it's the,
0: the bomb and the letter. Um, oh, well, that's actually or whatever, right or after she accepts the job. Mm-hmm. Right. And her agent opens it. Oh, that's what I was saying.
1: So, agent opens the letter. He gets hurt, right? He doesn't die, but he's mm-hmm. not 100%. And... Um, And then once she moves forward as, as as the series progresses, um, there is a rape scene that she is going to be a part of that sort of sets her, her mental state off kilter at that moment, right? That's where things start Mm -hmm. to really shift in, in her delusions and in her mental state overall. Um, Mm -hmm. It's extremely hard to watch. and. Of course, the starting and stopping doesn't help either, right? Um, okay, so that happens. Uh, sorry, I forget that I'm doing the plot. Um, yeah, it's,
0: well, and and then the screenwriter or the writer yes. dies.
1: Yes, the writer dies. Um, she does a photo shoot where this guy's, the, the photographer's a real sleazeball, and he always gets women to take off their clothes, uh, do a full nude spread, and that happens um he ends up dying as well um, and throughout all this again she's being tormented online and and this guy this memania guy keeps popping up everywhere and she's terrified and she's not quite sure what's reality and what isn't anymore things start to blend um seamlessly through what is dreams what is the her her life on the television show her life Outside of that, her real life, all of that is blending all together. Um, Cham is doing much better without her uh, as a duo, uh, which is sad. And um, and again, as her as her career progresses into this in into this new chapter, people keep dying around her, right? To where she mm-hmm. may even think it's her, right? In fact, near the end of the of the film where we're almost at the climax, she starts checking, uh, Mima's room, the website, just to see what she did that day. Right. Um, -hmm. she was like, Oh, I must've gone to the store. That's nice. Right. Um, she's really starting to lose it. Eventually, um, Rumi is, um, is there to comfort her. And she goes, we're going to take you back to Mima's room. And at first that means nothing. Until you realize that when she says that, she's taking her to an apartment that looks exactly like hers, except that it isn't. It's Rumi's. Rumi Mm -hmm. has been behind uh, Mima's room and egging on Mimania to conduct some of these murders. Um, And in fact, Rumi uh, murders um, the photographer. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's when you realize that uh, Rumi. Um, has the sort of dissociative identity disorder where she believes she is Mima and she is, quote, the real Mima and that she is trying to get her life back on track and to being a pop idol, like she knows she should be, right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, that whole sequence ensues. Um, Rumi ends up getting caught, thank God, and put in a mental facility and Mima um assures herself that she is in fact the real deal. Uh, that was a very long <laughs> and yada yada through uh synopsis because this movie is crazy, right? Um yeah, th- yeah. This movie's got a lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, I was I was not expecting that. You know, when I when I put it on, I did read the back of of my Blu-ray, and I was like, okay. Like, okay, so like we have an obsessive fan, we have, you know, the lines blurring between reality and, you know, everything else. I was like, okay, I think I can, under, I think I'll ca- kind of know what to expect going in. And thankfully, as some of the other movies we've done this season, uh, this exceeded my expectations because I wasn't expecting any, anything. Yeah. Um. I thought for sure uh, Mimania w- would have been revealed as he's been behind it the whole time. Of course. Yeah. Uh, that was actually one of my theories. I had multiple theories while I was watching. One That was one of them. The other one is that Mima really has snapped. Mm-hmm. And she is killing everyone. And she's just... She's so... I, I thought for sure that she was just so backlogged with everything that she just has... Uh, uh I always have trouble with the, the, saying this word um I can't say it and now there I'm you know. embarrassed <laughs> uh, car- <sighs> hang on,' I'm so embarrassed. I'm doing this on camera yeah. right now um can't do it and now <laughs> and now my brain is like looping back to that That's word okay. um anyway so she's just like repressed it essentially. Yeah. That's not the word I was wanting to use, but
1: compartmentalized is that the word?
0: Compartmentalized. I always have a, I have such a hard time saying that, and I don't know why. But yes, um, but then when it's revealed to be roomy, I was not expecting that.
1: No, it would it would have never occurred to me that it was roomy at all.
0: Uh, Well, and and I feel like that's what makes the movie so good is that we we just assume roomy is just there. Well, in the background, yeah,
1: and then there this it does something so cool where there are moments that you you thinking are Mima's delusion, right, or mm-hmm. it's sort of a break from reality, where especially when Mima, the pop idol, rejoins Cham on stage, okay mm-hmm. here's here's this point where this is actually happening um they are at a cham concert with the duo okay Mima's is watching it there are people there real people okay and here comes mima the the um i think she might be in red at this point um in her red uh, ballerina outfit i don't um, think so i think she still was in the pink i don't remember but yeah um But it seems to really be happening because people are responding to it and cheering. However, here's where it gets really cool and where the animation really excels is that the faces of the two sham girls looked scared and concerned, right? Mm -hmm. They look worried. (laughs) Uh, Where everyone else is cheering and applauding Uh, Mima's return, they're like, what is going on? Who is this? Right? or maybe they knew, right? Maybe they knew it was Rumi right. and they're like, why is Rumi up here wearing this outfit? This makes no sense. And um, and you can tell on their face. I, I saw it the last night and I recognized it this time that I was like, okay, their faces are acknowledging that it's strange. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a cool detail for animation. Good job. Um, that I thought was incredible, right? It's an incredible detail that, again... And you're still sort of like second guessing yourself because you're like, there's no way that's real, right? Just like she's not on the radio show, right? That's not real. So, you know, this, the, the, we'll call her the real Mima, which is the roomie, um, because she Mm. keeps referring to herself as the real Mima. Um, you, you think of it at first as sort of like Mima's, Disassociation and her splitting of her personas, right? Because you have her old pop idol persona, the one that was, um, that was you know young, innocent, um, and then you have this new actor persona, which is a little, a, a little smuttier, a little dirtier, a little more adult, right? Mm-hmm. And you think of you know. This film as one persona trying to claim ownership over the other and over the core person, the core self. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's that whole subsection of the film, which is just being harassed online, right? And Uh these obsessive fans. In my research, I did do some. Um, I I meant to do more. I hated that multiple people did this. OK, uh-huh. multiple people kept referring to me mania as standing and being a stand. I couldn't stand it. I, I was like, quit. Like, the, to me, it's it's cheapening what is going on right now. You know, I get that. It's yeah, a, it's a, I guess it's a legitimate term that people use now, which is fine. Um, I was
0: just about to ask you if you knew what it meant or not.
1: Uh, okay. I, I do know what it means. I, I don't think it's relevant. It's relevant to a point, but to use it as the term, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I don't like that at all. Well, and I agree with you. It 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 lessens what he's actually doing. Because, yeah. you know, for anyone out there listening or watching that doesn't know what the term Stan means, it's just <sighs> – I don't know where it comes from, but it's essentially that you are a fan of something.
1: Oh, it, come, it and, comes from Eminem. It comes from the song. Ah, oh. and um, see, I just learned something new. Oh, okay, yes, it, it comes from the Eminem <laughs> song, which is why I'm like, why are we? What are we doing? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And see, well, and see, and now that I know that, that is like an extreme yep. example of, of fandom, which I guess makes sense for this, but it's still, I mean, but well,
1: it kind of does, and, And you have just proven the point of the other people that either I was reading or I was watching videos, you've just proven the point that it's transcended its origin because you just know that the meaning of it, you didn't know where it came from. Right. And so I guess I'm wrong and you just proved their point. And I I guess, uh,
0: (laughs) well, but, but here's my thing. I've always associated the term Stan as just like a casual fan, you know, like you and I. Oh, that is completely. Are, right. You know, if <laughs> I was always under the impression, that like, like to use to use it in a sentence, you and I are stands of David Lynch. Oh, like, no. and and that's what that's what I would say. That's I hilarious. wouldn't say, I wouldn't say what. Now, granted, I don't use stand. I always say I'm a fan of. But anyway, yeah. but mania, I would say, is not that. This is. This is obsession. This well, is and that
1: is what Stan- standing. Oh, damn it! Wow, um, we're going down this, but it's it is this obsession and this sort of like this this. Um, I guess they they feel like they have ownership, right? Hmm. They they like have, they're owed something. Yes, because and again, the visual language of this film is so wonderful because. We meet Mimania when he's doing this forced perspective thing. Mm-hmm. With his where, hand, yeah. Right, where Mima is literally in the palm of his hand, right? As if she's an mm-hmm. object. To be owned, right? And so that is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get this, that this is sort of like this toxic ownership or this it's not real ownership because they don't, right? Right. They feel like they are owed this sort of honor, this this sort of ownership, and they they feel as if that because they are defending these people and they are such big fans and and that they will literally fight someone who disagrees that they are owed this ownership, and that is just that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But it is completely legitimate that this film was so ahead of ahead of what because that's how oh. people act now right yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah this it, it's perfect blue is miles miles ahead of where we would end up because they nailed it
0: um oh yeah you know it's yeah because definitely within the last few years you know this obsession with with celebrity uh you know has grown um i'm not going to name names because i don't want our show to get canceled uh, but i think you'll know who i'm referring to uh being, being that you and I are best friends, you should know who I personally hate. Sure. Um, and but I'm not. I'm not going to name her name because nope. can't do it. I Won't. don't want people to come at us. <laughs> so, um, but that's a perfect example right there. There's yeah. this 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 mania surrounding this celebrity, and you know, people will defend her tooth and nail. Yeah. Regardless, she can do no wrong, and. And yeah, and this movie from nineteen ninety six called it, and because the minute the minute that force force perspective shot came up, yeah, I I was like, he thinks he owns her, and you know, and that's why my first theory came to. I was like, he's going to be, he's going to be the one behind all of this,
1: and you know, it it proves also the point that it's not, it's not creepy and obsessive if you're attractive because if he was better looking I feel like this wouldn't be an issue. Um but god
2: he's up well, and right? see
0: well and I think that's another reason I think they did that to drive the point home. Yes. Of yeah. I would have loved it I think you know this
1: movie is amazing and I do love this movie. I, I feel like it would have been such a catastrophic step up if he had nothing to do with anything. And if he was harmless mm. the entire time, right? Harmless no, in a sense it, where he didn't kill anybody,
0: <laughs> um, right? Right. He just he just happened to be there. However, I did see
1: that people there are some people who believe that he doesn't exist at all. Um, mm, there's I instead all right. Apart from the very beginning, where he gets in a fight with those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. other than that, he doesn't really interact with anybody else um, ever. He's usually just somewhere in the background that she notices, or we see, or we just see him in his apartment, right? Obviously seeing him in his apartment infers he exists. So that's fine. Um,
0: Well, and of course what we see his dead body uh, until she takes,
1: until she takes Rumi back there and then he's gone. So, um, oh, see
0: my 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 thinking of that because we see his dead body stacked on top of the agents. Mm-hmm. Um, my thinking with that is that Rumi went and moved him. that 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 blow to the temple didn't initially kill him. Maybe it just yeah. knocked him out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Rumi found him and disposed of him. And killed him. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. At least that's my theory. Yeah.
1: And, of course, Rumi didn't do all the killings. I think um, Mimania is responsible for some of these. Um, I th-
0: yeah, I think Rumi only really killed... The photographer? She definitely killed the photographer. Definitely. And I think she killed the agent, I think, uh, Mr. Takamoto? Okay. Mm-hmm. Take- yeah, she definitely killed him. Okay. Because they were always at odds with one yeah. another. Uh and then and then yeah, then my theory, I think she killed Mamania as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um You know, again, well, I think it would have been cooler if he was just like some sort of obsessive fan, but not dangerous, you know? There's obviously a lot of evidence to support, like, we should make him dangerous. (laughs) That makes perfect sense to me. That's, you know, that it's not like there's no evidence to suggest (laughs) that fans can't be dangerous. Uh, We have Selena and John Lennon to thank for those examples. Um, Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um other things I love about this film is the blending of dreams reality and this I guess quasi reality as in the television show because mm-hmm. there's that sequence where she keeps waking up from these oh, dreams yeah. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? What is going on? You know, because you you keep thinking that you know the story is progressing and we're we're getting closer to this, or where, you know, she's gonna. Oh no, she's in danger, or oh, maybe she did do it and she just she's been caught and they're interviewing her, but that's like no, that's just a part of the show. And then, <laughs> you know, and then oh wait, no, that was just a dream. And wait, it's both. You know. Mm-hmm. those sequences were awesome but also very confusing and um and of course you're you're disoriented just like she is because now i'm like i don't know what's going on and neither does she and yeah. i guess that's how she feels
0: yeah you know and it's uh, you know there there have been other films like this one you know that delve into you know Paranoia and, um, you know, not knowing what's real and what's not. You know, there there was that really great uh film called *Paranoid*. A uh, chant. Uh, I can't remember who directed <laughs> it. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our short film called *Paranoid*. Yes. Uh, shout out to
1: Alex. Shout out to us. Look at us go.
0: Yeah.
1: It has. Um, <laughs> tens of views on youtube go check that
0: (laughs) i think it has a lot and well and honestly a lot of it might come from me because i will i will rewatch it occasionally just because i'm just i'm really proud of what we did (laughs) so like i will
1: alex did most of it um if not all of it because like it lives in the editing that and he it it, has
0: 535 views boom nailed it guys (laughs) um Yes, it does live with the editing. All all we did is I just filmed it and we just bounced ideas off of one another. Like, yeah, you would do that. Anyway, back to my point. There have right. been a ton of films that dive into obsession, that dive into paranoia. But yeah, this this film, especially, especially with that scene. Because yeah, I was disoriented and I was like, wait, it's a dream. Wait, it's not a dream but it is a dream like it she's on, she's on
1: set on the show. And then it's like, wait, no, (laughs) now she's what it's crazy. Yeah.
0: She's ruining a take now, but then she didn't ruin a take. I don't, Mm -hmm. it's, and it's so well-crafted, you know, Mm -hmm. like you just said with the editing, like it, it's, I feel like if we'd given, been given a definitive answer, like oh no no she was just dreaming like she was just dreaming the whole time
2: if there it, were, it would
0: have been
1: yeah you're right if there were clues um most not most um but some uh especially in television um they'll they'll blur the edges a little of your screen to let you know it's a dream mm-hmm. you know things like that you know subtle visual clues to let you know that they're dreaming here you just have no idea until until he's ready to tell you and yeah. again, very disorienting. And I can't imagine what it would be like to have this sort of break from reality, being completely confused all the time, but you know, still have to pretend to be someone every mm-hmm. once in a while. And then that yeah. sort of play into your confusion and your delusions. In your sort of in your break from reality, right? Um, yeah. And again, it all started well, with that rape scene, I think, is that's when her her psyche just broke. I
0: th- I think so, because because she, she had when she looked at Mima's room, you're, you're right. She kind of laughed it off. The part that kind of shook her was when she was reading the diary entry of I went to the store today and I bought cow branded milk. Yeah. like I can only have the best milk and that's what kind of shook her because she was like i I actually did do that yeah like how do they know um I think that was like maybe the like the start but then i I think you're right the catalyst was the rape scene yeah you know which even though she agreed to doing the rape scene that she still had reservations about it like I maybe I shouldn't do this yeah um yeah
1: and- but Well, and then, of course, it goes back to maybe, you know, maybe Rumi was right. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe this was a mistake and I should be doing music instead of this. I should have kept doing that. This is scary and new and and potentially dangerous and, you know, different.
0: Um,
1: And then all that in this explosively violent thing that they have to do, you know? And
0: Uh, and it – I – I know how this is going to sound. It may sound awful, but I couldn't help but laugh when the, the male actor is like, I'm so sorry about Mm -hmm. this. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, yeah, like I I couldn't help but laugh because also because that doesn't add, that doesn't help her with her psyche right now is that this guy is acting like he's doing something horrendous to her. Yeah. But then is like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I like, you know uh which is if i'm being perfectly honest all i could think about was irreversible during that scene oh sure um and also it made me wonder if the the actor and monica bellucci if that happened to like he's just like i'm I'm so sorry like i'm so sorry about this (laughs) maybe um also side note if you've made it this deep into the episode uh if you're seeing Saltburn and you're being shocked by that, <laughs> go watch Irreversible. Like I've seen everyone talk about how shocking Saltburn is, and like when I was watching it over Ashley's shoulder, I was like, "This isn't that shocking." Yeah. Like I watched a 10 minute rape scene. No, yeah. I'm numb to this. Yeah, like this is not shocking. God damn it, it did yep, it there again. There it
1: is. There's a thumbs up. You did it. Way to Son go. Um, what do you see, what do you see we do see incendies. Anyway, it
0: doesn't matter. So, uh, um, but, but anyway, but no, I, I think you're right. I think I think the rape scene is is what broke the camel's back because yeah. that's when she starts to get more paranoid. Um, is when she starts to become more unhinged. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what's real, you know. Especially, oh my god, especially with the the rap, the final scene she shoots for the show. Uh huh. Yeah we hear her say her own name yeah and then it rewinds and she says the character's name mm-hmm. and like oh, i'm going to be a famous model and i was like
1: yeah again we like, have no clue you know what's going on what's real did she actually say it was this all in her mind is she dreaming again um you're right it's disorienting for sure
0: yeah um, yeah and and it adds Again, to the audience of we don't even know what's real. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, did she really just say her name? Yeah. Like, is she is, is she becoming that unhinged? And we kind of get a little more of that when she bumps into the the actor that plays the psychiatrist for the show. And mm-hmm. the actor's like, "Oh no, no, you you don't have to call me doctor. You know, we're we're not yeah. we're not running lines. Yeah. You know. And it's just yeah, it's very disorienting. And then. And then we get the the last fifteen minutes of the movie. That is just this unrelenting chase scene. So, to which...
1: okay. I'm glad we're transitioning to this because this is where I wanted to go. Because cool, yes the the her saying her name and then it going back and her saying the correct name and then saying model instead of you know um, actress, right? Um, this okay. The chase scene with between Rumi and Mima is amazing because if nothing else, you could have lost half of it. Okay. And I would have still been giddy as all get out. If they, if all, all I needed was her, the, the bouncing floating Mima, and then in the reflection it's Rumi running as hard as she can with that umbrella. And then you start hearing her footsteps along with the bouncing. It's incredible. It's because it's showing us what's really happening and what Mima is experiencing and her delusion, Mm -hmm. what she's seeing or what she's perceiving to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. I can't, you know, it's, it's awesome. And again, the reveal is insane,
0: but um Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, and this if if anyone wanted to say anything about, you know, like what you said at the top of the show, this is Japanese animation versus anime. Mm-hmm. If I would say this is the the most surreal, like with the reflection. Yeah. Uh, you know, the closest thing to, I guess, what would veer into anime territory. But it works so well in this context, because like you said, we're seeing what Mima thinks she's seeing, which Mm -hmm. is the real Mima floating and chasing. And, you know, she's, you know, almost like a a princess, you know, just kind of hopping along. It's really unsettling.
1: It's unsettling. It really
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. The the way, especially, especially when she takes the wig off. And she finally sees Rumi's face. Mm-hmm. Um, insane. Uh, yeah. And that's also sort of an anime trope where we see her stab herself, and then it just gush of blood just hits the ground.
1: Is it? Is that? Is that a normal thing? Because I I thought it was strange. I thought it was really weird, especially in that yeah. with the photographer too, because he was stabbed. It took a minute, like a few beats, and then it started gushing blood. And I go, "That's weird."
0: Yeah, it's uh. it doesn't happen a whole lot in more of like violent anime. Um, It happens, but I I always like it because it is very jarring and it's very like, it's like the easiest way to know that the character has been stabbed. You know, especially in that moment when we, I was like, wait, I don't think that glass is really going to stab her. And then we just see this, Explosion yeah. of blood, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it. She stabbed herself. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was wild. Only that's yeah. all the blood in her body right there just came out <laughs> of. <her. laughs> uh, but yeah, and it, it just, you know, and and what I what I really applauded is the the story has built Mima up as this very caring person. And even in that moment, the the person who essentially has been gaslighting her from the the whole movie, she can't let she can't just like let the truck take her out. She has to try to save Rumi. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I appreciate that. I feel like it would have been really heartless if she just like, well, she's a goner. I'll just stand right here where it's safe.
1: Well, and again, you're. We've been seeing a lot of things through Mima's delusion in that moment, we're seeing it through Rumi's because Rumi stands up as if the lights are stage lights as if she's mm-hmm. you know performing. Right. And that's a little peek into her delusion, uh, which I, which I like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, man, and, and I love that this had a happy ending, you know, not, not a lot of anime has a happy ending. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the anime that I got you into, uh, Cowboy Bebop. It doesn't technically have a happy ending. Our our main hero, our boy, Spike Spiegel, yeah, um, dies at the very end. Yeah. Um, but he finally gets his revenge. So I guess that's kind of happy, but it's sort of like it's bittersweet. Yeah.
1: I would say this one yeah. I don't know. Do I think it's a happy ending? I don't know. Maybe.
0: I I think it is for Mima, because mm-hmm. I did read where the title comes from,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know, because again, we've established that Mima is a, is deep down a caring person, and so she regularly checks on Rumi in the mental institution. And the doctor tells her, you know, there are days where she's Rumi again, but then there are other days where, you know, the altar takes over. Yeah, and and this is where the title comes from, which is it's a sunny, perfect blue day. Mm-hmm knowing that all the confusion in Mima's life is gone yeah, that she can be fine again. And also, and I love in a, in a line of dialogue that they established that she's become a very well known actress at this point Mm -hmm. because the nurses are like, no way the real Mima wouldn't come down here. Uh, And then
1: again, that's sort of like, you know, well, who, who is the real Mima, right? I mean, now we're, you know, here, now we're talking, you know, cause
0: now, now we're full circle again.
1: Yeah. Cause it's that sort of, who are you sort of a thing, right? And it, that goes back to, you know, splitting personas between her real self, her actor self, her pop idol self. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, I mean, that's no accident that they're using terms like real Mima. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and her, you know, reassuring herself in the rearview mirror that she's the real deal. That's mm-hmm. sort of strange. I, 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 feel that that's a strange moment, and I don't know if I'm meant to think that or, or what. I don't know.
0: Um, I think we're, I think we're meant as the audience. I think we're meant to interpret that as this is the only way that she knows that she's real. That she has to assure herself. I am the real Mima. Um you know, it kind of kinda reminded me of even though I never saw the movie, Ashley told me about it. <laughs> and you're gonna laugh. The the final Hunger Games movie. Um You're right, I did. Look at that. I'm chuckled. <laughs> Josh Hutchinson had been tortured in the previous one into not knowing what was real and what wasn't. And in, and apparently in the final one, he will occasionally ask Katniss, is this real life? Mm-hmm. Because he's he's just that fucked up, and I so that's that. how I, I've seen it. But... Well, the, well, this is how I kind of interpret it is that even though she came out of the other side of this solid, you know, she didn't die, she actually got to maintain a career. She's still so fucked up that she has to reassure herself, yeah, like, you know, I am, I am the real Mima. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we we're... won't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really think, really fun. yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I was just about to say, I think this movie really lives perfectly in an ambiguous ending, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, I did read that the, the clear blue sky is the perfect blue, perfect blue. Uh, to, to symbolize that her confusion is gone, mm-hmm. that she knows who she is. But as you said, we, why is she reassuring herself if the confusion is gone? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Uh, Yeah.
1: But you liked it.
0: Oh uh, yeah. If this wasn't clear enough, uh, I loved it. I I thought it was great. Um, Even though it's only an hour and 20 minutes, I was, I know we've said it about other films in the past, but I was like, man, I want more. Yeah, oh, I don't want this to end. Yeah, the the pacing is very fast, not
1: in a bad way necessarily, because it works, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's just fast. Things happen very quickly. Um, we go through these uh, these uh, plot points and these beats. We go through them very fast. Um, there's really no downtime, which is fine. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just unusual, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially it's not for even most ninety people. minutes. This thing is like yeah,
1: eighty something minutes.
0: Yeah, you know, and if we kind of if we kind of compare it to our previous anime film we did this season, Akira, there are times of these, you know, kind of mo, you know, there's moments where we don't really know what's going on,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and but but yeah, man, I don't. I don't think there'll be another movie like this.
1: Like, no, I don't think so. At they've all. been they've been trying to do a live action remake of this for years,
0: and I don't know if it'll ever happen. But uh, I don't think it should. It should As, you know, I I did I did read that apparently originally it was supposed to be live action. Yes, but That's they right. had too many backers pulling out, and so they're like, nope. Then we'll just animate it. Yeah, which is. Which I think, yeah, you know, I agree. I think it is significantly better. I think it yeah. tells the story better because um, it just—I mean, it, it could work live action. Sure. I'm not saying it couldn't, but I think in this context, it's it's perfect as is.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I don't. I don't know how they would have done a lot of these things live action, especially the the. Mima's um Mima's version of what she's seeing when she sees the other mm-hmm. the real Mima. Um I don't know what that would have looked like in live action. It wouldn't have looked as good, I don't think. Um
0: Yeah, they they would have had to do a composite shot of the same actor twice, but then would have had to film a scene separately to see Rumi's reflection in the mirror. Right. So they would have essentially had to shoot the scene three times from three different yeah.
1: angles. Well, yeah. And then, you know, like to get her to, to float and bounce like that. I don't know if that would have looked very good. Um, or yeah. if they would have done something different, I, they may have, would have scrapped that. entirely. But again, I think it's unsettling yeah. and I think it works. Um,
0: I, I agree. Especially we didn't mention, it, especially when Rumi puts the, the wig back on and she looks like Mima as she's wiping blood across her face, like, yeah.
1: I know. Well, in another um when we're in Mee mania's apartment and all of her pick all of the pictures of Mimas are talking to him at the same time. Uh that, that was pretty yeah. cool. I liked that a lot. Um yeah. it's very scary. <laughs> yeah. But alright, buddy, are you yeah. ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. Um Yeah. Loved it, obviously. Um surprised yeah. that I loved it. Again, it's one of those things where when I put anime on or Japanese animation, in this case, uh, it feels <laughs> like I'm not supposed to be watching it. I think it's because I have such an aversion to it that it's just like mm. I don't know, man. Like it feels weird that I'm watching it, and then when I enjoy it, it's just I think it's just that much more that I'm like, oh, and I liked it. That was cool. You know, didn't expect that. Well,
0: didn't you tell me you got his other film, Paprika? Yes, it's behind me somewhere. And- have you have you watched that yet or no? The the only time I
1: put it, I put it in. I was I was super tipsy and I don't I wasn't really following along. Uh, it, I, I'll tell you this, from what I remember, it is wild, just bananas crazy, because uh, it has to do with dreams and going into people's dreams, and um, again, the the strangeness, su- the surreal aspects are technology in this case. Um, and I just remember just being floored by the visuals, but not following along what was going on. (laughs) So,
0: so so essentially like I'm, I'm too drunk to watch this.
1: Yes. I, and to taste this chicken, you know, um, So, Kurt quote, the late, great
0: Colonel Sanders.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I also want to see Tokyo Godfathers and I do want to see millennium, millennium actress. I do want to see those
0: um yeah i was reading that a lot of the themes that are in this film are in some of his other films yeah. as well so yeah so i a
1: millennial yeah. actress is on my list for sure tokyo godfather is less so but it does seem interesting um it's homeless people in tokyo uh find a baby and they try to find the baby's parents like that's the story and that sounds like fun so hmm. um yeah and again japanese animation that's not anime. Yeah. that's a straightforward story <laughs> nothing strange about that yeah yeah
0: yeah and of course you know with anime you you got you got filler episodes you've got all kinds of stuff yeah weird stuff Not cowboy bebop though
1: no cowboy bebop
0: is very straight it's very straightforward
1: yeah that one's pretty cool yeah that one's obviously yeah i like that one um there's no like there's no steampunk castle and talking fire or anything like that you know what i mean like it's just straightforward stuff
0: dude you're you're knocking Hal's moving Castle, but <laughs> Billy Crystal voices calcifer for the yeah. dub and it's, it's Ooh,
1: perfect. here's that's that's a good oops I forgot did you watch this movie
0: dub or sub I watched it dubbed so did because I. since I had never seen it I didn't want to go into it having an expectation mm-hmm. um because sometimes, More often than not, the sub is better than the dub. Uh, Like Demon Slayer, for example, is way better subbed. Um, Same with Attack on Titan. But I was like, I don't want to go into this. I don't want to go into this with a very high expectation. So I'll just watch the dub.
1: I think if I were to have watched it subbed, which I guess I don't have any, I don't have a problem with it. um, I would have missed something, you know, Um, I I would have missed something cool visually. Um and that's too important. I think the visuals in this film are too important than what it sounds like or what what is being said necessarily. Um because I do know that they differentiate, I think. Um people who watch anime, please let me know. Um because well, I and- think there is people stand over uh <laughs> <a> dub <laughs> or sub because um the sub community is like they think they're better than me. And that's you know <laughs> It's,
0: okay, well first, let me answer the first part. Sure. It has to do with, you know, the translation, of course, mm-hmm. you know, because the lip flaps have to match a certain cadence. Sure. So sometimes they have to change words that may have not have been said in the original sub to make it fit. Um, but then the other part of it, yeah, sub versus dub has been, you know, a constant. Fight within anime. Mm-hmm. I know me and my assistant manager ha- have constant arguments over dub versus sub. Um, now that I've seen a few animes subbed, I- I'm a bit of both. um There are a handful of animes I will strictly only watch dub. Dragon Ball Z is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Chamel is Goku, and Chris Sabat is Vegeta. I will only watch it dubbed. Um, same with Cowboy Bebop. Steve Bloom is Spike Spiegel. I will never listen to anyone else. But I started watching Demon Slayer subbed. And then when the dub came out, I was like, you know, I'm just curious. I watched it and it's fine. They have some great voice cast. But compared to the sub, the sub, those voice actors, their inflections and their emotion and their voice is much better than an American voice actor. And I think that's where the issue lies. I think that's why there's this massive argument. Sure. Um, oh, My Hero Academia is another one. I will only watch dub. Man, these titles. <laughs> Christ. Uh, I've heard of that one. No. Well, and then, sorry, and then one more. Trigun. I will only watch dub. Because uh, Johnny Young, Bosch, Adam, the second Black Power Ranger, mm-hmm. is vash the stampede okay i will only watch it depth anyway but yeah i think that's it Uh, i think and there's nothing wrong i think with american voice actors i think they a lot of them are fantastic like Mm -hmm. the ones i mentioned sean Chamel, chris sabat johnny young bosch steve bloom especially steve bloom is actually even in perfect blue oh he's credited as mima fan uh he only has like four lines in the whole movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um I don't think I could see why people argue, but me personally, if it's got a compelling story, I don't care. Like yeah. I'm gonna watch it one way or the other. Sure. Doesn't matter. Like my assistant manager, he love he loves One Piece. Um, and he will watch it regardless. Like he's he has crunchy roll, so as soon as the new episode premieres, he will watch it sub. He doesn't care. So I, I think that's, I think people just need to quit arguing and just, just watch the fucking anime.
1: Well, I don't know if that's the, the lesson, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because I'm trying to think. I will say that, oh, you know what? I am guilty of this. I'm guilty of being, being a substand uh because I watched I started watching this is years and years ago, uh Let the Right One In. And I started watching it um, dubbed in English and I was like, I don't like this. And so I changed it to sub because it was driving me crazy. Um so I get I guess I do understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well and 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 you know and then that's well that's the difference, you know, with a foreign language film that's just been dubbed over with English versus anime where they're precisely trying to get the, the mouth flaps oh, I to match, you know, because you know, when you
1: look at like, well, I guess you're right that it, it must, because I guess some Japanese phrases, the equivalent of an American phrase could be longer or shorter. And so you, that that makes sense. I got
0: right. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, well, I mean, you know, when they first started dubbing anime, you know, it's back in the sixties, you know, a no. speed racer, no. you know, sort of that. So, <laughs> The Wachowskis definitely don't want you to forget about Speed Racer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's what we're doing next week. Speed oh, Racer. great, great!
1: I was just no. about to ask.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> I I've seen that movie multiple times. Multiple times. We have it recorded at the store, oh, and I just man. put it on. I just put it on as background noise. That's I true. don't pay attention to it yeah, because well, if I do, I will start. Crit- I will start critiquing it in front of people. <laughs> Because the Wachowskis want you to understand, like, hey, do you you remember Speed Racer from the 1960s? Like, hey, do you you remember Speed Racer? That's the whole movie. And God bless Emile Hirsch for trying. He tried so hard to make that character likable. Yeah. But that movie sucks.
1: Just not happening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But to answer your question, what we're doing next week, yeah, I. Wait, what are we doing next? I'm going to give you a choice. Great. You have option one. Yep. and You have option two. Because mm. mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh. we are getting, we are getting to the end. Yeah, we getting are. close to the end of this season. We're, we're getting there. Um.
1: So, my gut says two. So I'm gonna go one. So
0: you're gonna go one. Yeah. Okay. Number one. That's gonna be ooh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, number one, uh, a lot of people are gonna think, "Hey, that movie's a sequel. Why aren't you doing the first movie?" Uh, because we make our own rules. That's I'm already why. excited. I already know what it is. Um, and this director just won literally a fucking Golden Globe. Uh, literally, like probably an hour ago. Uh, next week. We are doing Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Cool. Uh, like I said, um, probably most people out there, Zach, are like, "Why aren't you doing Batman Begins?" Uh, I think people like because Zach.
1: Because our- people like Zach know. Yeah.
0: Why,
1: you know. Yeah.
0: The The Dark Knight stands. Uh, you can watch. You can jump into The Dark Knight without having seen Batman Begins to understand so. Christopher Nolan's version of gotham
1: i think the only and thing also, i think the only thing weird about if you were to just jump in to watch the dark knight is you're gonna be like why is killian murphy only in two minutes of this movie you know <laughs> isn't he sort of a big
0: deal i yeah.
1: think maybe that would be your only weirdness.
0: Uh, but yeah you know i decided to do this one man because it's Of course, as you know, it's widely regarded as one of the best comic book movies ever made. Uh, Yeah, Um, that is
1: facts. uh,
0: Had Christopher Nolan never given us this movie, this movie especially. I'm not going to give the trilogy credit because The Dark Knight Rises is my least favorite of the three. Mm -hmm. Um, But if Chris had not given us this movie, we would have never gotten Matt Reeves as the Batman. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Because,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, and we'll, we can hearken all of this back to Tim Burton and just call it a day because that's true, yeah,
0: yeah, that's true, Tim, Tim walked, so Christopher Nolan and Matt Reeves could run or or
1: we could go even a step further, and I would say, without Frank Miller, yeah. we wouldn't so. that's, yeah. Is that that too much of a deep cut? I, it's (laughs) you didn't think I knew,
0: you know? No, dude, I, I know you know who Frank Miller is. I mean, he did. He also did Sin City, and he's in. He's in the movie too. That's true. He is in the movie. God, he's old. Um, (laughs) so, but yeah, I really wanted to do this one just because it's again widely considered one of the best comic book movies ever made. But also, it is a awesome, just. Out like insane film as a whole and of course like i said christopher nolan just got a fucking golden globe for oppenheimer so yeah. why not why not it's time sure all right cool yeah all righty everyone we hoped you enjoyed this episode on perfect blue and we'll see you next week for the dark Knight.